Hello, hello, how's everybody doing out there? Coming at you, talking, talking shit Tuesday. That's right, today's the 15th of August. It's flying by, summer's flying by. It's been a little hot down here in Florida. Not much hotter than normal because it's always warm in the summertime, but a lot of people are complaining in the rest of the country that it's been a really hot summer, which kind of blows my mind that we have gotten as many orders as we have. I came back from vacation where I got the GT500 running, by the way, now I'm in the tuning process and it is, I'm going to be honest with you guys, when you, not that the car was jacked up, but when you unfuck a lot of things and you make them the way that you want to make them, it is insanely satisfying to be able to drive that car like a normal car, go through the gears and be able to at least feel more familiar with the car than with the Turbo 400. It felt very disconnected. The GT500 felt extremely disconnected from a high stall Candy Ball Throttle Body Turbo 400 than with a stick. With a stick, you can actually drive that car like you want to drive that car. So, what we're going to talk about today is are Ford cars going to clog up the Tesla supercharging network? So, the reason I even want to talk about this is because I think Moore's Law has not taken into effect the charging network. Like, the insane amount of infrastructure that is needed, nuclear power plants, coal, and gas-fired power plants. You need everything. It is an oxymoron to require electric vehicles to become the mainstay in about 10 to 15 years for new cars. Old cars will always be around. Gas-powered vehicles will always be around. But if you want the mainstay, the norm, to be electric vehicles, EV, BEVs, battery, I, I, I don't know why people say BEV as if there's another electric vehicle like the last time I, I checked I don't think there's diesel powered electric vehicles on the road unless you're counting trains because the diesel generator anyway so now that Ford is going to eventually move over to the Tesla style chargers do smug Tesla owners look at Ford's clogging up their supercharger network as a nuisance because let's be honest Ford is late to the game. Ford is an inferior battery electric vehicle. Plain and simple, it is inferior. Why? Because they're taking existing platforms and trying to make them something like Tesla, like the Mach-E, Mach-E GT, Model Y has it covered in all aspects. The Ford F-150 uh, Lightning, sure, that that's the, the first, but Rivian and uh, the Cybertruck that comes out might be really... It might sink the F-150 BEV stuff unless somebody is crazy and they're, uh, let's just say, product loyal or brand loyal. That's the only way I see Ford really, you know, doing something big with the sales or government intervention. What do I mean by that is high incentives, basically bribery to buy a vehicle. I've never seen any ICE vehicle get some kind of bribery from the government in order for you to buy it. Again, guys, <clears throat> if you have to be bribed into buying it, it's probably not a good product. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about why the battery technology has not advanced that quickly in the last, let's say, five years. A lot of you guys say it might because these cars are running nines and tens, but there seems to be like a stale, non, there is no major progress on battery technology. And then we'll talk about whatever else you guys want to pop in on Talking Shit Tuesday. But before we do that, we'll have Mr. Bill O'Reilly say hello to the people. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. 
fucking thing sucks. That's all right, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. We know it sucks. We all know it sucks. We want to thank the people that keep the disco ball rolling. That's right. Two Auto Solution, Two Auto Solution in Puerto Rico. Check him out on Instagram and on Facebook. He's got podcasts. He's got a bunch of stuff. I really like what he's doing with his channels in showcasing the behind-the-scenes stuff that happens in shops. Race Motive, RaceMotive.com, Race Motive on Instagram, Race Motive everywhere. Just type in Race Motive and you'll figure out what they got going on. Dina Hat Performance, DinaHatPerformance.com. They paid their bill. That's right. They paid their bill. Thank you very much. Any online parts you want to buy, Dina Hat Performance is where to go. Partsfarm, Partsfarm.com. Again, any used parts. I like the most obscure, weird things that you need for your Mustang that you can't find anywhere else. Parts Farm is where to find it. Hit up Rob. Whatever you need, he's got it. Kong Performance bought himself a white ZR1 so he can do some, you know, poor man product development. He's got a badass, you know, C6. Now he's got a mostly stock C6 so he can do product development for the poors like me. Ultimate Header, UltimateHeader.com, Ultimate Header on Instagram. We got PMAS, Nick James and PMAS. And we got Calmer Transmission, CalmerTransmission.com, Calmer Transmission on Instagram. Love the fact that these sponsors have been with me for a while now. And uh, really without them, I mean, I wouldn't be able to get you giveaways. I wouldn't be able to get you parts. I wouldn't be able to give you discount codes. DNA High Performance does giveaways and has discount codes all the time. So check them out and give them a like and follow if you follow them on social media. And buy stuff. If you're going to buy any parts, you should buy them from him. <clears throat> 2000 MCR, Monty 540, and Dunn 523, the first three people that said hello today. Joe Swiss, Maki Mock, Ray Ray, Douche Did It, Dan Harper, HTFU Grad, Ed's Car Videos, Destin Morrison, it's, it's, it's old man. Omar Wan Ali, Tuan Legend, says, how's the family? Omar Wan Ali again, JD Swag, one of the mods, Anthony Travis, Caleb Lambert, bring your wood screws, D-Rock Fox, RoboStyle, Louie, TJ, Oscar, bring your wood screws again, Slater, Elliot, Anthony, Brian, 03 Cobra, HTFU grad, Dustin Garrison, Wesley Stewart, Dustin Garrison, isn't that the teacher from South Park, or is that his actual name? Uh, Andy Ali, Matt, 2011, GT, the other mod, what's up, Matt, 2011, thank you for being on, brother, EPA's in the house, what's up, EPA, Phil Fez, Johnny Boy, Omar Garza, Paul Ponthew, Eli Gonzalez, Carter's TV, Matt Class, 2J and 5, 2J's and 5 O's, Turvy, 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 oh, doing the Beetlejuice sign. Uh, Killa, Leon Phelps, <laughs> Gallo Bravo, Glass Group Coyote, Pita Chiquito, Valley 10 Speed. Valley 10 Speed ran an insane number with the wide band being all super jacked up and stupid mile an hour. I am so happy Valley 10 Speed is drag racing. This is why. Street stuff is cool. Street stuff is great. But when you want to be legit, you got to run that number in the quarter. You've already established that your shit flies in the in roll racing. Fours is nothing to sneeze at on a Mustang. But if you want to get into the serious stuff and get your car configured for drag racing so that the rest of the world can look to you as a drag race authority, you got to get to the track. And I appreciate he might be the first. I don't know of any ESS S550 and up Mustangs that have gone eights with an ESS. So he might be the first. Any Black Betty, Mikey 50, 305 RS3, Chris Cobb. Wait, wasn't it 305 F150 before? Now you're 305 RS3, but you you got a picture of a ZR1 on your profile? Que ta pasando? Great Mustang. SK Jeff to the man, Monty, Mendoza's Coyote, Cody Ford, Robo Style, 305 RS3. Again, Heath, S2R, 101RTR. It's Ye Bison. Okay, Tony El Tigre. Gonzo the Great, Joe Nichols, Edwin Martinez, you yo, about to go into night shift, damn, you're going to be digging ditches at night, bro, Jared Wells, good evening, everyone, me and the lady you're watching, you're not with that same girl, hey, Jared Wells, are you with that same chick, remember, on the dating channel, you remember what happened, you with her, 
Because if you were her, we're going to have, this is going to become a dating channel segment. Bro, if you're with her, we're going to have problems. James and Jay, put, imagine she's sitting there right now. What'd you, what you say about me, motherfucker? Coyote Austin, one of one RTR. Travis McClass, Dean Abelard, Alex Vallejo, Eliza, EPA, LGBTQ, EV, LaFox, The Wolf, Devin Marth, Grandpa's. Um, race car, Bud Moment, Kevin Johnson, Tristan Smirnoff, Bilovesh, 300ZX, Whipple, Dixon, Back to Coma, Revit Racing, Robo, and all the usual suspects are in the house. So, let's say you are a soy-sipping, loose-sleeve-having, you know, fedora-wearing, bitch-ass Tesla owner that does not like to drive, so you have full self-drive drive you everywhere. You can't drive a stick. You have no personality, so you buy yourself a Tesla. You vote Democrat. You're a man. You're a male, and you vote Democrat, and you're going to get yourself a Tesla. Again, I'm not saying there aren't manly men that own Teslas, but they probably don't virtue signal that they're better. Uh, put a five in the chat if you want to hear Alex slurp that drink. Let's slurp that. Come on, come on let's go. I'm like those uh, people that you can control. Just get put money on the chat. Forget the five. So, if you bring your Model 3, Model Y, S, or X in the into a, a supercharged station, and it's got a Mach-E GT, a, a Volt, Chevy Bolt. Is it Bolt or Volt? A uh, F-150 Lightning sideways. So an F-150 Lightning parks on it sideways, taking up, because he's got a trailer, taking up three or four other supercharger stations. Now reality is going to smack you right in the face because a lot of these guys that are towing something and need to charge up, they got to park sideways. So that means they're going to have to make chargers to accommodate the trucks that have electric electric uh, power basically so now as a, as an ev owner in my opinion it should be your second or third vehicle it, it is a non-starter to make that your main vehicle jim farley went on a road trip and on his road trip if you go to um x which used to be twitter he says right on his post no surprise charging can be a challenge but still learning a lot seeing firsthand the issues our customers face wait 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 where are you wait you now are realizing that your customers face issues take that elon musk uh and then it says this is why we're working with tesla to provide ford drivers access to 12,000 superchargers and our ev certified dealers are installing fast chargers at their dealership this is the big rub they're EV certified dealerships that want to get allocated and make money on EVs have to spend millions of dollars of their own money to put fast charging networks in their dealerships. Will help us improve the EV experience for our customers. And according to him, during that drive, we'll let, we'll let Mr. Farley say some shit. Pretty challenging. I stopped at one of the most popular charging uh, sites in the country on the I-5 in Kalinga. Uh, a big Tesla um, supercharger network there, and uh, I went to a high, a low speed charger. It took me about 40 minutes to get uh, uh, 40%. Um, 40 minutes. 40 minutes to get 40% at a non fast charging network situation. And guess what? Something tells me this grid is going to be stressed the fuck out. I'm telling you guys, if you understand, if you're a millwright right now and you've rebuilt the Peerless, a Weinman, an Ingersoll Rand, or any other kind of pump, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've been at these plants. You've been at these coal-fired power plants that have been shut down by the government. You've been 
two coal-fired power plants that were in the middle of installing scrubbers and then the government shut them down anyway. And then new LNG-powered power plants started popping up and then people started getting all weird about that. And nuclear plants are not being built. So how the hell are you going to do this? How are you going to make sure that your network has the amount of electricity needed to supply what is deemed to be the future of let's say uh, passenger vehicles if you don't supplement the grid like okay go ahead and take take a reading of what happens when you turn on your microwave just turn on your microwave and see see how much the bill is affected if you guys have a graph at your house uh, of your of the seasons you're probably going to see that the best performance is in the spring or the fall when the sun is medium up and you don't need the air conditioning going crazy your microwave and your electric stove are pretty much the source of the biggest source of draw on a house now how many more times does a fast charger installed in your house like let's say an electric dryer outlet that charges your Tesla or whatever EV, it's probably five or six times worse than what a microwave, a stove, or an air conditioning unit puts out. So multiply that by millions. Let's say in California, it's a good example. California right now is experiencing crazy heat, 100 plus degrees. And you're gonna start seeing if a there's a huge demand, they're gonna start having rolling blackouts. They're gonna start putting notices out that say consume, you know, uh, uh, conserve electricity. I think this is just the craziest thing to put the carriage before the horse. Imagine building a whole bunch of cars and no roads, like no roads. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? It is silly to do one and not the other. It is crazy. Talk to me. But a lot of people are going to start noticing how many battery electric vehicles are out there, especially Tesla owners, because Tesla owners only see other Tesla owners. A Tesla owner does not go to a electrify america network charger and charge up there they go to a tesla supercharger station so when they see fords and everything clog up that's right in about five years unless the tech unless there's some revolutionary technology but you know how it is with technology anything that might work out in, let's say for instance um the superconductor stuff you know you guys heard the lk99 stuff superconductors at room temperature could be a huge thing and what it could do it could change the computing it can change cell phone performance it can change everything it can change everything you won't see it for 15 years remember when when, when uh toyota was talking about solid state batteries we have a great breakthrough in solid state batteries and not one motherfucker not one motherfucker electric vehicle has solid state batteries not one motherfucker but they'll sit there and talk to you as if oh we have this crazy technological breakthrough so how long does it take to build a nuclear power plant how long does it take to build a natural gas power plant why don't you just turn on the coal-fired power plants that were plentiful and everywhere and Obama shut most of them down? Why don't you why don't you just turn those back on? Then I can at least say, okay, the grid has enough juice. We can go ahead and get this but 40 minutes to charge a truck to 40%. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. And that is what happens when a manufacturer makes a vehicle 
and has no idea what the charging network is like. Imagine building a vehicle and never having a ro- never having driven it on the road to experience it. The charging is the most expensive is the, is the most it's the most important thing in any battery electric vehicle. And Ford didn't even think, well, what's the charging experience like? Like, okay. So I thought I thought for I, I thought that Ford and all manufacturers insanely test their vehicles. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys, I don't believe they test shit. I think they do testing in a bubble. They take it to the Ford proving grounds. They have a fast charger at the proving grounds. They drive in circles and say, "Wow, look, this thing charges in an hour and a half and I can get 268 EPA rated miles off of one charge." Awesome. Put it in production. Kachunk chunk put it in production. Customer gets it in Massachusetts. It's cold outside. They go, shit, the battery performance went down by a third. Oh, let me charge up. Click. Oh, this charger doesn't work. Where's the, ne- where's the nearest charger? The Electrify America network. Oh, shit. It's like 10 miles away, but I have 30 miles to empty. That's what it says. The moment you drive out the lot, now it says 20 miles to empty. Wait a minute, what's happening? It's cold out. You got your you got your heater all the way up. And let's say you're towing a trailer. Guys, this is a perfect example of why I don't think any manufacturer properly tests their stuff. If not, there wouldn't be this many recalls. And Ford's quality control has been absolute ass. And in my opinion, Farley should not even be on camera anywhere. When I when I see a CEO out there talking, just dancing, trying to get in front of the camera. Any artists out there want to be an artist and want to stay a star and don't want to and won't have to worry about the executive producer trying to be all in the videos, dancing. all on the record, dancing. That that to me, Farley wants to be a rock star. Number one. You don't look like a rock star. You look like you got an extra chromosome. Stop that shit. Number two, stop being public. Get in there and get shit done. One great thing about, let's talk about another, and again, he's not a CEO. He's the president. Elon Musk. When was the last time you saw Elon Musk? I haven't seen him for months. Like, he does an interview. He pops here and there. He gets on Twitter spaces. But you know what he's doing? He takes his plane and he goes to SpaceX for a week. Then he goes to X.com, wherever in San Francisco for another week. Then he goes to Tesla, Beijing, Shanghai, Austin, Giga this, Giga that, all this bullshit. And he is working. And Farley is just out there saying stuff like, take that Elon Musk. You should be worried about your network. You should be testing every little thing. And I am blown away that almost two years after the release of the F-150 Lightning that you finally drove one on the fucking street to experience how it charges. You fucking clown show. Clown show. Could you imagine not getting in one as the CEO but pushing it as the best? Mind freaking blown. What do you think? Am I way off kilter on this shit? Are you confident that Jim Farley can lead Ford to this EV revolution when two years after the F-150 Lightning is out and about doing its thing, 
He finally decides to drive one and says, oh man, by the way, 40% charge in 40 minutes on a regular charger. Take that, Elon Musk. Take that, Elon Musk. What a stupid. I get it. Elon is a wannabe rock star. I'm not going to say he's not. But he works more than Farley does. Farley is running one of the, probably the only solvent American car company left. GM was bailed out, but now that I saw this $9 billion loan, something tells me that's just a bailout. That's just a loan that they don't have to pay back. And that, that's why I, I think this UAW stuff is crazy that they got him by the balls. But anyway, we'll see how all that goes. Finally drives one, realizes that it sucks. Not the car, the truck, the charging network and the battery charging. He's probably going to realize, hey, you know what would be great, guys? Like, imagine building something, right? And then you say, what a great product. This is great. What do we need to make this work? Better battery technology? Um, I already, we already built it. There's 5,000 of these on the road. What else do we need? A better charging, a better electrical grid? Wait a minute, you sons of bitches. How come you didn't tell me any of this shit before I actually told you to make the truck? Well, you didn't ask, asshole. You just wanted to be Elon Musk at something. And you did. Now you got to use his network. What a piece of shit. You're correct on it all. Farley talks too much. Fun fact, Jim Farley is Chris Farley's cousin. Seriously, welcome to five months ago. EPA, if I performed like Jim Farley at my job, I would have been fired four years ago. If I would have suggested... Something tells me Farley used to be a programmer because that's how programmers actually act. They sell an idea, okay? They sell an idea. They get you jazzed up about the idea. And then when it comes time to actually put the nuts and bolts and shit, they're out to lunch. Well, I'm the idea person. You're the one that needs to make it happen. You're the programmer. You said you could make this happen. And then $55,000 later in a couple meetings with a couple of homo-looking dudes in weird-fitting suits, all of a sudden, we're out that money. That's when people go, does, does Lone Racing want to fuck with any programmers? Fuck no. Fuck no. Guys, what year is it? It's 2023. Do you know there's PO315 code still pending on brand new software out there? Never mind everything else that's happening P O three one five. Fix P O three one five. No other fucking projects. Everyone come in. Okay, come on in. Sit down, sit down, sit down. We need to fix P O three one five. Don't put anything else out there. Don't say nothing. Don't fucking promote shit. Fix P O three one fucking five. Oh, but 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 look at this shiny box. The that's that that's the problem with people that are not on the ground seeing stuff so when you see guys that complain about engineers like mechanics right mechanics complain about engineers and engineers go what the fuck's the problem like what why are you tripping we have the engineering we have the engineering degree you know, why are you why are you tripping? You're just a dumb mechanic. Why'd you put the starter under the intake manifold? Well, it, it, that's where it performs the most efficiently. You can use the body of the valley that's just null and void. Asshole. This is a, according to my dealership or Jiffy Lube, wherever the fuck I work, they're only paying me an hour and a half for this time. 
the whole job takes three hours. Well, uh, really? Yeah. So engineers do not, don't, they, they don't see what's happening on the ground level. Programmers, they have no, I don't think a programmer has ever, ever flashed a tune on a car. The way the customer would. Like one of the best thing that people like Lund and others that I have worked with, in, like the most successful companies I've worked for, the person does the vetting of the product. Meaning, we grab it and try it as if you would. What is the user experience like? One of the best CEOs of all time was Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was one of the best CEOs of all time. He invented the iPhone. He invented the screen that you see right now, this user interface that is super nice and moves around and it's a phone, a camera, maps, it's it's your Pornhub, it's everything. He invented. And you know what he would do? He would sit there and go, I don't like this, make it like this. And then he would play with it and go, I don't like this. But now what happens is when an engineer talks to another engineer, if they get something done and working, they think their job is done. No, now it's time to make it easy. So every single time I see a device that is years old, 10 years old, and still to this day, the best tuning device by far this day. to this day, to this day, to this day, to this day, that tells me that technology is not progressing. That tells me that the wrong people are at the ground level testing equipment just like Jim Farley is. Someone said he didn't invent it. I'm sorry. The iPhone as you know it, he invented. Maybe he didn't, you know, hit his head on a sink and started writing down what needed to happen. But he goes, I want this. And without his vision, nothing would have happened. Same thing with Elon Musk. He envisioned us having a multi-planetary species. And he's like, the ship's got to look like this. Do you think Elon Musk actually designed that rocket the way it sits now? No, but the idea and the motivation behind it was 100% him. Without his capital, his money, and his drive, that company wouldn't be what it is today. Same thing with Steve Jobs. Now, when Chris Farley is taking what deems to be the future of transportation and doesn't even drive it until after it's on the road for years... That tells me all I need to know about that company. You see right now what, what um, Elon is doing with, with, um, with the Cybertruck, right? The Cybertruck, the Cybertruck, he is doing a three-year or four-year vetting process. And people go, Why? oh, you know, he's late with everything. Okay, guys, there's a 9.4-second sedan out there, okay, that gets 300-something miles of charge. That wasn't because... That wasn't because, um, you know, he, he didn't do the vetting properly. He was going to make, he was going to make an even more crazy version, but he goes, the plaid is so badass that I don't need to do anything. So when the Cybertruck comes out, don't you think it's going to have shit that you would have never thought of before? Like no one really knows what the Cybertruck is, but it's got a six foot bed. It's got, it's tall. It's four wheel drive. It's going to accelerate better than any truck out there. TRX owners that are modded are going to be mad at the fact that this ugly ass piece of shit is going to gap the ever living shit out of them. Not only in on the street, but probably in terms of utility. You don't think Elon has thought of that? You don't think it takes a visionary? Farley is no visionary. Ford is being led by a actor's cousin and he's acting like an actor's cousin because he's not doing anything innovative. It's reactive. So 
Mo, <clears throat> who got plaid money? We all got plaid money if you're willing to pay 1500 bucks a month for seven years. It's all good. So how many companies are reactive? Meaning they react to what's happening uh, in the market. Uh, that rarely does Ford innovate anything. I don't think I don't think Ford innovated anything. People could say, "Well, Alex, they're the they're the only company offering a rear wheel drive, rear wheel drive VA muscle car with a stick anymore." Right at fifty thousand dollars. So so they're pricing themselves and making the people that are willing to spend that kind of money look at BMWs, look at C8 Corvettes, look at completely different vehicles because a Mustang's a toy. A Mustang you used to be you could daily drive that fucker and have a good time and go racing. That shit's over. Mustangs are not a daily driver. You and I both know Mustangs are not a daily driver. Farley just getting a check, dog. I, I get it. Elon Musk didn't invent electric motors, but he made that. But exactly, but he messed exactly. That's what I mean. And, and I understand what Matt 2011 GT is just saying. He didn't invent it. Yes, he did. This thing would not be a thing. This is a Samsung. But this, this template would not be a thing without his vision. What the hell is Farley doing? Finally driving up. When did the Ford F-150 Lightning get introduced? Ford F-150 Lightning unveil. 2021. May 19th, 2021 is when they started making the Lightnings. It's been two years and like four months. And he finally drove one and says, yeah, charging isn't all that good. So we're going to have to rethink some shit. We've definitely maxed our reliability on technology. Anything after this will be advanced, but will be horrible reliability. They eat cake. <clears throat> they eat the cake. They bake. Test your ship with the troops in the trenches. Plaid is fun for a few days, then boring. Like, I like the nose of V8, V10s. I agree. Is ER. I agree that a plaid should not be your first vehicle. Uh, I agree. Any EV should not be your first vehicle. Your EV should be your second or third vehicle. Sorry. Look, would I get rid of my ZR1 for a plaid? No. No, the ZR1 does stuff that the Plaid doesn't do without even starting it. How many of you know that a Plaid goes 940s at 151? Know that it accelerates ridiculous. Know that it has the best technology. But you want that motherfucking C6 ZR1 in your driveway, don't you? You envision that thing going, bleh, bleh, bleh. I I'm not there yet. I am not willing to put a cam in it yet. I still want to go E85, so I'm still contemplating just an auxiliary pump, but everyone's telling me not to do an auxiliary pump, to do a fuel system, but if I do a fuel system, that means I have to do a clutch. That means I have to do a transmission rebuild because it's grinding second. <clears throat> I think an auxiliary pump will do for now. Anyway, everyone envisions a C6 year one way over a plaid because it does stuff emotionally to you. You go, this bitch is bad. I was driving it down Clematis the other day. Clematis is a just very nice... Uh, well-to-do, not well-to-do, it's just a popular hangout spot in West Palm Beach, downtown West Palm. There's some dude was sitting and he looked at the car and he went, he gave you that stank face. He went, oh, 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 everyone. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's cool. The car, you know, people appreciate it. I, the plaid will never get that kind of treatment. The plaid will never get that kind of treatment. What's up, Alec Bledsoe? Yeah, even Alec Bledsoe, and again, as a Mustang guy, because I still consider myself a Mustang guy, I always respected the ZR1. ZL6 has my respect because you can make 600 wheel on those things. NA, that's crazy. But it's a 7 liter V8. So you kind of go, yeah, okay. So the C6 ZR1 always got my respect. And it, to this day, it's still one of those cars that you go, 
this bitch might be a four second 60 to 130 car and you wouldn't even know it because the way my car sounds it could be a eight second 60 to 130 or four second 60 to 130 you never know so c601s get automatic respect which which believe it or not 10r80 mustangs also do 10r80 mustangs you don't know if it's a ess car that can go low fives high four 60 to 130 or a twin turbo car they get it or an nacj car that can gap your shit so you're always unsure of yourself if you ro- if you roll up on a c601 z06 or a 10r80 equipped mustang gen 2 mustangs they don't have that fear factor because you you'll know it's very obvious that the car is worked over whereas 10r80 cars not so much you can kind of hide the stuff c601 and a 350r are irreplaceable cars yes so if i sold my gt500 and because i drove it today doing some tuning on the throttle stuff the kennyville throttle body guys i love you and if you are, 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 are contemplating contemplating a big throttle body vmp 163r uh uh whipple 170 elliptical or a kenny bell 168 i'm gonna be honest with you it's not the best driving experience not because it's not not because it's not um the tuning it's to to make it not fail safe certain things need to happen and unfortunately the throttle calibration suffers quite a bit if you like driving a certain style. So I have to now reconfigure my driving habits and my brain to drive a certain way. When I drive the ZR1, it drives exactly like a manual should drive. You understand? Like, you know how a manual should drive? Actually, I almost compare it to the Cobra. Yeah, I know. The Cobra, even though it's a rickety piece of shit carriage, it drives like you expect a car to drive. The cable throttle body and the clutch actuation is predictable. A Kenny Bell 168, VMP 163R, or a elliptical, you lose that throttle. It's kind of like a long pedal. So I'm trying my best to see if I can devise a way of making it, you know, um, favorable for me. So if I go ahead and hammer out a tune that I think feels good, that I think idles good, that I think is favorable in terms of driving experience, I will provide that to customers that say, hey, I have your Kenny Bell 168. I have the same setup you got, Alex, on the GT500. I want to try what you got. I, I, I might do something. But, but again, now I own a completely different combo. Now I own a combo that I'm going to learn on, tune on, and if I find anything in there that makes it favorable for me, I'll share it with the customers. And that's the whole part of um, owning a combo vetting it so that the customer goes okay alex has had these cars so he knows by experience what needs to happen now i have a a big oval throttle body on a span what a copperhead computer arl5 or even um uh what is uh what is uh the frpp uh code fgdx something um 11 to 12 gd500 just wait till people retrofit 24 manifolds and port them again i think it's going to be 100 percent um, a, a system issue, meaning in a, a, a mechanical w- wiring harness. I don't think tuners are going to be involved in that. I think it's going to be people like JMS. We can get to that fuel system and clutch. Just mention on the show for the discount. There you go, guys. Mention this show and get a discount at DNA High Performance. Trust me, I can swing a system right now in a clutch. I don't want to ship my car. And I, I don't want... Fuck all that. 
I just want a black Z06. Platt is patrolling. Truviate. I am not going to play the Truviate complete song, but I will play a little bit of it. That's it. Because the WWE put a copyright strike on my shit. For people that have owned their other brands of cards or even older forwards, how much punch does a cam really add? Punch. If a cam gave you like 25 to 30 horsepower and nothing else, is 25 to 30 horsepower subtle? See, the thing is, Truviate depends on the cam. Is the cam designed to give you the power early? That's actually not a terrible question. I am blown away by that. It depends. If you have a cam that gives you, let's just say, more power earlier, like uh, like let's just say torque, like a like an F-150 style torque curve with the stock manifold, you'll feel that 25 to 30 horsepower. But most conventional cams give you horsepower way at the end of the RPM, like way at the top. Like on a, on a Chevy above 6,500, like above 6,500 RPMs for a Chevy is like astronomical RPMs. Like I laugh at that. Like I, <laughs> I see coyotes go 81, 8,200 and people go, oh my God, 6,800, you're going to fuck up the springs. And I'm like, what? But then I remember it's a push rod, big, big inch, um, big inch ish uh, V8. So if you install a cam that gives you 25 to 30 horsepower peak, you won't feel that. You will not feel that. It'll be weaker down low. Why is it weaker down low? Because it's moving more air and it is just a, you're moving the power to the right of the dyno graph. So I don't think it's something that you'll notice um, depending on the configuration of the cam. I just, 25 to 30 horse is not that noticeable. A hundred and up is noticeable. Like when you, okay, my ZR1 went from 530 to 699 rear wheel horsepower. And I have a hat to prove it. Just to remind people how much horsepower my um, Corvette makes. 699 rubble horsepower, zero one. So, got dog hair all over it. So, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It felt good, not great. It felt good, not great. Uh, from 530 to 700, that's 170 horsepower. It felt good, not great. I didn't go, oh my God, this is a completely different animal. No, I went... Feels good. Now, I went from a, on the Fairmont, from the 3.5 pulley on an Edelbrock TVS 2650 to the 2.8 was 200 horsepower. That I could feel. You know why? Because when I go wide open throttle with a 9.6 ET capable setup i don't feel like i'm gonna die i go it's fast it feels fast when i go what on a setup that is capable of going 850s on the street in comparison to a 960 a whole second quicker you feel like you're gonna die this is gonna explode i'm gonna go sideways at any moment i might die that's the feeling that's when i know oh shit this thing's fast the only other car that gave me that feeling was jeremiah cam's car Oh, don't get me wrong. The GT500 scared me because it, I can end up in a ditch anytime. But Jeremiah Camp's car hooked and just kept pulling. And I go, damn, this bitch keeps pulling. And that's when I started going, maybe centrifugals are a favorable setup for street shit. And you know what? Sure enough, my white car did the exact same thing. 
It went from being a 770, 750 car to a 680, 60 to 130 car. Made about almost 800 ribble horsepower, but I never got that tune on the street. I never did what's up because I had stock axle, stock drive shaft, and I wanted to sell the car. So I was never able to test out what that car did because I didn't want to. I didn't want to blow it up again. I didn't want to make it. It was, it was like my daily, and I didn't want to blow it up again. It was just, That's why I got the Cadillac Escalade. My daily, I can drive it, have a reliable car, and all the other cars can get beat on. Alex definitely wears that car to car shows. Bro, he really got the hat. He's just missing the Corvette flags and brother on the side. Um, made peak power at 7,200 RPMs with stage three comp camps, says any Black Betty. And all the guy at the gas station was absolutely baffled that my tech went to 7,400. Turvey might be one of the most famous viewers, and he still isn't a member. You know, you got to have money to be a member. And again, I think the lowest membership is five bucks. And I got 690 members. Imagine if I had like 2,000. Like 2,000 members at five bucks. It would be 10,000 bucks a month in my pocket. Boy, this channel could be. I'd have a CTSV. I'd have the dumbest shit. The dumbest shit. <clears throat> um, someone asked something about 10 speeds being something, and, and I'm trying to get that, but I don't see it anywhere. WWE signed Turvey. Damn, was a good one with that Stone Cold theme. It was. Yeah, they, they, they ended up literally copyrighting my shit and saying, like, the, they stopped monetizing my video. You see that big fuzz just went by? The YouTube literally just stopped monetizing my video. 100% spot on description of the 8-second Fox body on the street. Yeah, 8-second Fox bodies, if you're in control... You're not going fast enough. My Fairmont, I'd go, what? And once it would go at about 6,800 RPMs, that's when it would start hauling real ass. So with a 4 200 second gear, punch it. And at the top of the RPM, where you think it should be hooking is, is when it starts breaking the tires loose, which is about 130 miles an hour. It wasn't fun. I wonder how much my boss is at P1, 10 pounds. I wonder how much my boss is at P1, 10 pounds, FBO, corn. 720, about 720. If you got a P1 Pro Charger, 10 pounds of boost uh, with, with corn, 720, 730 horsepower. Probably feels really good if it's at 10 pounds. Alex, Escalade is the greatest luxury car on earth. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I get in that car and there is, okay, when I get in the Corvette, I go, ah, the bitch is low. But it starts just right, and it drives just right. The clutch, the pedals, the shifter, the steering wheel. You are sitting in a cockpit. You are sitting in something that is designed to be driven a certain way. Not to relax, not to chill, not to stunt. You're, you're sitting like this in a Corvette, like ready to go. The problem is that makes it not favorable to drive all the time because you're in a kind of like a tucked position. The GT500 is that perfect mix of the two. The problem is I have a roll cage in it. And the roll cage does not let me to go, doesn't allow me to go further back. But it is way more comfortable than the Corvette. The Escalade massages you. It cools your balls. It, it, it vibrates you. It heats you. It cools the seat. It does everything for you. It drives great. It's smooth. And it's pretty powerful for what it is. And I'm like, perfect. It, it literally did exactly what I was hoping it would do. Give me a nice car that I feel lucky to be in, that I look at as like a nice car, not just some piece of junk I rag out all the time. And I, I care about that vehicle. Like I, I actually don't abuse it, don't beat it up. I keep it clean. You know, and it did the right, it, it, it did exactly what I needed it to do. Um, That one second difference you're talking about, was it the launch or the pull that was actually scaring you? The pull. 
Oh, you like that? Um, the pull, Turvy, not the launch. The launch, the car cut like a one point two eight sixty foot. Not impressive, but quick. And uh, when it went nine six, it was like a one forty or one thirty nine sixty foot. The one forty one thirty nine sixty foot felt soft as shit. It was like meh. But with the 850 run, I was scared for my life. And if you were at Modnats, you saw that car take a right turn for no reason. I was at Modnats in the middle of one of my qualifying passes. It went. It had gone 850 on its first full pass, 860, then 880, then 870. It was it went like eights, like 15 times that weekend. But on one of the passes, I was hauling ass. And again, this thing has no arrow. It had no front air dam, and it had no rear spoiler. So the car literally went up and took a hard left, and then it landed. So I'm like, bah, 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 bah. and instead of me correcting, I let it have it. I was in the right lane, bah, bah, bah. it went left, I let it have whatever left it wanted. Because I've seen all this time where cars come up, and the guy overcorrects, and then when it lands, that overcorrection, whoop, and you are not catching it, might as well just let go of the fucking steering wheel and let it do what it's going to do. When my card went left, I went, oh, and I let it go left. I just kept the steering wheel straight, and it landed, and then I slowly brought it back to the middle. I crossed the lane. There was no one next to me, so I knew I could just cross over because it was a, a buy run, and man, it was scary. And then I thought to myself, what the fuck? What the, what the hell was that? I don't want that to happen again. So when I got home, I put a GT Air Dam in it, and I put a stupid uh, dirt car wing in it, and it's the most hilarious wing you'll ever see. Roughly how much power would I gain if I went Cobra Jet? We already talked about this. Uh, we already talked about this. We've talked about this so many times. Got a 17 GT with 350 manifold headers and a comp cam stage threes. Why? The upper RPM pull is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's a weird setup, though. You're choking that car. 350 manifold and comp stage threes. Bro, you need a Cobra Jet in that sucker, like, all day. Escalade, got that Gooch cooler. Well, I care about different stuff. Okay, uh, Alex, how long can I store sealed barrel V85 for six months? Should I burn it up at MAF-150? Yeah, I've stored it for over six months, and it still tests at E85. But just because it tests at E85 doesn't mean it's mostly E85. You understand how, how it separates, and it's like mostly water. So even though it tests at 85%, the remaining 15% hot dog water might have just separated from the E85 and you put it in your car and it runs like shit, but it tests high. It's weird how that works. I think it's safer to keep timing the same, just that boost, exactly. I, I think so. I think I see a lot of people, uh, a lot of logs, NA, where guys throw 33, 34 degrees of timing on a car. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I've already done this test. Anything after like 27 to 28 degrees in a Coyote doesn't really do much. It's literally diminishing gains. Like, up to 25, you can gain about 5, 6, 7, 8 horsepower per degree. And then after that, it's like 2, which is like run to run. The dyno can vary about 2 horsepower. So, I don't think anything after 29 or 30 degrees on a Coyote NA E85 is worth it. Thank you for the money. Um... Turvy's neck tattoo. <laughs> Turvy's neck tattoo gave me some money. Appreciate that very much. Never land on a hard right. Exactly. Have you ever worked with MHS cams? Nope. Bye. Uh, Turvy, look, guys, I love you. And I appreciate people trying stuff. Same thing with torque converters, right? Circle D, circle D, circle D. Right? Circle D has a street style converter. 
Circle D has a bolt together converter. Circle D stuff has been proven, verified. It's literally cookie cutter at this point. 3C, 2B, 1B, 6F, which they don't make anymore. 252, non-lockup. It's, it's literally vetted. You can go bomb, 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 bomb. So if Joe Schmo, that I've never heard of, starts coming out with converters, I go, I, I love you. Um, do I have to do anything different? Because torque converters should be a mechanical thing. If I have to all of a sudden start hacking the shit out of my shift schedule or lockup schedule, well, guess what? Maybe your part sucks, okay? If I have to do anything above and beyond what I'm doing with an already vetted torque converter, why do I have to go? Who do you think I'm going to, who do you think I'm going to um, suggest to people to buy if one torque converter works awesome out of the box and I don't got to do shit or the other one, I got to stick that my head up my ass lick my gooch and then spit it back into my into my into my eyeball like I, i'm gonna pick the torque converter that requires me to do less because it's mechanical mechanical like imagine you have a carbureted car imagine you have a carbureted car and you go well b&m <laughs> b&m shifter i'm sorry b&m torque converter just works it's going to stall at 2800 whether you have a small block chevy 350 and a th350 behind it and then I come out with a torque converter to go, well, you got to jet it different. You you got to set your solenoids up different. You you got to run an external, you got to run an external copper line to the torque converter so it has enough flow. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Because if a carbureted guy wanted a torque converter to work, he just goes, man, I'm going to go get me that B&M thing. Oh no, run ours. What I gotta do to put that shit in my shit box? Well, first of all, you gotta take an external line, a copper line, run it through a radiator because you gotta cool the, the, the converter. The converter fluid in the pump has to be totally different temperature than what's in the pan. I'll say what now? Fuck out of here. Concamp's proven over and over exactly. Okay, <laughs> get off kilter. What I'm saying is this. If a new cam manufacturer came here right and said we got badass cams man fuck com cam okay cool show me what cam angle works best with what setup well i shouldn't have to do that that's the job of, that's the job of the tuner that's your job tuner why in the fuck would i recommend your cam you know how many people have sold you absolute bullshit cams that you thought were badass because somebody put it on their page that they're badass because they got 100 horsepower from cams uh-huh. on a coyote? Same boost? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Meanwhile, stock cams go sixes. <laughs> like an OEM cam that Billy Bob made on a Wednesday after he took a shit. Like, this guy took a shit, right, on break. Went, came back, finished grinding up those shit-ass, stock-ass Gen 2 cams. Unbeknownst to him, those things were going to end up on a six-second car one day. Still on that basic 3B from Circle D, Edwin Martinez on a 3B for like 10 years. I love people that think they're going to reinvent the wheel. Whatever. 
Um, but what that pee pee do? Hey, yo, says the maniac maniac. Heads and cams. Stop talking about cams before I order stage threes. Papa, I don't buy. I mean, look, it's gonna it's gonna make more horsepower, but if your car's working, leave it alone. It's like the Easter egg Lunds tunes. Exactly. May um <clears throat> interesting dynamic there, Alex. Um dropping a like, going to catch a replay later. Damn, says Dammy skipped it. What did I skip? Says, but what that pee pee do? I mean, said, but what that pee pee do? I, I, I didn't skip it. So Every single time we see people come out with something. Okay. If Neil Chance. Hi, Neil. I don't know you from a hole in the wall. I'm just some shit-talking Puerto Rican that works for Lund. That's it. But, you know, this isn't a Lund show. If Neil Chance came out with torque converters, whatever you want, sir. Mr. Neil Chance, what do we need to do to make this torque converter work on 6R80s and 10R80s, sir? Whatever you'd like. Tell us. What you want us to do. Because that motherfucker is certified. Screet. Dig. Promod. That, that, that dude is fucking certified. I don't have to be like, well, Mr. Chance, you got to understand that, man, that guy has forgotten more shit than motherfuckers know about torque converters. So you think I'm going to sit there and tell him how to run his product? Fuck no. I'm going to say... Yeah, we'll test it. Absolutely. We've been dying to have like Billy badass stuff show up to the market. And a lot of people have tried and I get it. But if some guy I've never heard of just pops in and starts making shit, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Fuck out of here. And then they get then they get offended. It's one thing that Neil if Neil Chance makes six R eighty torque converters, it's a whole nother thing if like some fucking place I've never heard of starts popping them out there and telling you you gotta do different shit. So if I order a Lund tune and have different manifold and stock cams and 185, that's 650 and extras, go to the website. Go to, this, isn't, this isn't a Lund fucking commercial. Um, finally, tune the wife's Explorer ST with Nardi. Soccer mom car moves now with Lund. It's old man. Says, Cole, it's going to cost whatever the website. Yeah, the website. Hey, Alex. So I want to order a boss manifold. What you, can you give me a discount code? Bro, this isn't, this isn't a fucking forum where I'm telling you to go. To, no, fuck that. I don't, I don't know what the fucking tune costs. I'm a tuner. I don't. My job is to receive an order, hammer out the order, get the fuck out of here. Or I'm, I'm, by the way, he's going to fight again, and I can't wait to see Mr. Canelo. Get the fuck out of here because I'm, I'm going to fuck you out right now, motherfucker. That's what I do after I send a tune. Get the fuck out of here because I'm, I'm going to fuck you out right now, motherfucker. Yeah, what is this tune going to show me horsepower difference? Get the fuck out of here because I'm, I'm going to fuck you out right now, motherfucker. How much faster will I go with your tune? Get the fuck out of here because I'm, I'm going to fuck you out right now, motherfucker. Hey, I got a tricky tune. How much faster? Get the fuck out of here because I'm, I'm going to fuck you out right now, motherfucker. I got to pull me side up to, you know, how, is it going to be faster? Get the fuck out of here because I'm, I'm going to fuck you out right now, Fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I don't I don't even know the price. <laughs> it's like, Alex, how much is it? <laughs> the fuck out of here. I don't know. I send tunes and I move on with my fucking life. Alex, you don't remember me? No, I don't remember you. When I send a tune, I have amnesia. Get the fuck out of here because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fuck you out right now, motherfucker. Fuck out of here. Uh, hey, Yodi says, hey, Alex, is there a difference between the tuning of an RTD ghost cam tune versus an engaged ghost cam tune? My RTD one sounds better than the multi-tune. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's just a delivery device. You know, let me ask you a question. When you order from uh, flowers.com and it shows up via FedEx, do the roses smell a little better than when it comes with UPS or DHL? You know, 
I don't understand this. I ordered flowers. And the UPS ones smell way better. Um, it's the same fucking flower, asshole. Yeah, but you, you gotta... Just bear with me. This one smells better. So, like, should I just always have it shipped with UPS and not FedEx? I mean, that might say something because FedEx are contract drivers and they're dirtier. But UPS motherfuckers now are bougie, bro. $170,000 a year. Don't be mad. UPS is hiring. So, if a if a guy says something and you don't like your job, and he's like, bro, go work for UPS. Oh. Get the fuck out of here because I'm, I'm going to fuck you out right now, motherfucker. Say less, son. Engage is more street Tune them and boot them. They're all the same tune, even if from a different company. Sends tune and says, bye, Felicia. Get the fuck out of here. I don't even remember. I have a job when I leave this mother. 430? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to fuck you out right now, motherfucker. Hey, Alex, remember you sent that to What? Sent what to? I'm fucking... I'm watching TV. I'm the fuck out of here. At, at 7.30, I go, okay, talk to me now. <laughs> Will Lund ever fuck with GM? No. No, 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 no. Think about it, guys. You got people like Alec Bledsoe, Fran. You got Justin White. I know those three guys probably, don't compare me to that motherfucker. Fuck you. you know, whatever. Chevy shit. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you guys got people that got that shit down. Got that shit down pat. We don't got to do nothing. <laughs> they won't show up at all if you order FedEx. Like, the, the, there's already vetted guys that are making that shit happen. Now, the difference would be in the delivery. See, Ford guys are insanely spoiled. And then Chevy guys. Listen up, Chevy guys. We have a system. We have a system. We got two or three guys. Actually, four people in total that are solely responsible for vetting the combo that means four people on payroll let's say on average they make 60 to eighty thousand dollars a year and all they do all they do is answer and vet tuning then you got junior dakota brandon senior on very rare occasion and myself remotely that we get those tunes from those four Potentially, because there's a lot of people that do customer service work. Plop them in front of us as a list. And we just hammer out tunes. And now the tuner gets that. And any upgrades they do, we can now take care of them. If you're a Chevy tuner and you're sitting there with one laptop, with one HP tuner cable, and you're going, how can I make... Sorry. It is a complete top-to-bottom organization of tune vetting and we take this shit serious brandon is half dead okay brandon probably ate another fucking smoked something he probably went fishing for the 80th time this fucking weekend caught some fucking poisonous fish smoked it on his smoker because he talks about smoking meat all the time and got deathly ill he still worked you know my respect, even though I respect everybody, Brandon's respect went up many points. Homeboy is shitting out of all ends. And he still showed up to do work. Fucking, god damn it. You know when I when I see a guy 
have work ethic like that. I salute you. Fucking great. I love that shit. He's half dead. Half dead. You know how I'm going to die? I'm going to go, JLT, tune, R3, attached. Log it for me, please. Ugh. And then, and then when they email me the, the revision or the, the, the log. Oh, 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 fuck. I got to revise this file before I die. That's how we do shit. <laughs> I'm going to die tuning work ethic, work ethic, work ethic. And if you don't have that work ethic and if you don't value work, there's a reason you're not as successful as someone like Alund because you're not taking it as serious. It is a top to bottom organization. It ain't no motherfuckers that their flip-flops and just like, it is no motherfuckers with their flip-flops and really ugly toes, like, <laughs> just sitting back and just chilling. No, we're hammering tunes, we're programming, we're, we're doing shit for the future, we're coming out with new products, we're vetting products, we're, we're programming, we're adding new things, we're, we're checking to see if any devices are, are, are out there that are, that are viable. Motherfuckers out there designing shirts, let me see which shirt. Let me see which shirt I can put my car on. No, fuck that. Our merch is old. Don't fuck about that. The money is made in the tuning. Get your ass to work. Fuck. Don't die in a JLT tune. I'm gonna die in a JLT tune. I'm gonna legit die on a jail on, a, on a, uh, doing a JLT tune. I mean, guys, it's like a broken record. Hey, Alex. Uh, uh, you know, I really appreciate the tune and I really appreciate that Lund Racing is the best. Lund Racing for the win. This thing drives like shit, bro. Is this normal? I'm like, yeah, it's a JLT, bro. What the fuck you want me to do? Um, now, people say, Alex, you got a JLT in your in your, in your your uh, GT500. I do. It's a carbon fiber JLT. I'll, I'll let you experience me dri- driving for a block. I got to hack the shit out of that car. Now, I'm waiting to get a PMAS DD149. I talked, I'm going to talk to Nick James. I want a DD149. I want to cut that JLT carbon fiber where I need to cut it so I can insert the DD149 just to be a fucking homo like that. Fuck it. Truth Bomb's coming out the chats. Brandon got that burble tune. There ain't no flip-flops and blue hair. Nardi hasn't done many videos anymore with the toy car. Exactly. Nardi, you could tell Nardi's either baking fucking dog dog adobo or dog bacon or he's working and you know what the crazy thing about nardi is he's psycho we're all a little psycho if brandon is willing to come into work after dying if um junior junior has three kids and a wife and a whole fucking thing like he he prioritizes work senior prioritizes work cheryl like everyone prioritizes work and I don't, the other people go, well, why is Lund so, so successful? It's because of the work ethic. It, it's plain and simple. The work ethic. It's just, just how it is. Have you ever done a Ghost Camp tune on a one to shut up? What's he doing? <laughs> What's he doing? LSA. Now you got to find the balance. No more than 40 hours a week. Fuck. <laughs> Calling out Bucephalus when ready says, nah, you got to find balance. No more than 40 hours a week. I work um 40 or a little more than that. But look. If, okay, for whatever reason, this weekend, okay, maybe you guys can, um, maybe you guys can, um, 
answer this question. Did something happen on social media somewhere? They're like, they're like another Fortuner just fucking off himself or die or something because we have received a wave of new, new tunes. That's right. Not like, not like, you know, revisions. New. Look, guys, I did like 30? 30. 30. Today on Tuesday. Brand new tunes on cars that are stock. PMAS NA18, PMAS uh, this, JLT that, Mach 1. Excuse me, a lot of Mach 1 boosted files. I've done like four Mach 1 ESS and four Whippled Mach 1 files today. So what happened? What did, did, did Are people either just realizing, okay, fuck it, I'm just going to go London phone with my shit to run right, or did like tuners just stop answering their emails and we just got all their uh, remaining business? Matt Class says, Alex, FIC 1000 severe lean on the one bank. Swapped injectors and now lean on the other bank. Bad injector? O2 fried? Any possibility on math issue? Gen 2 Coyote, 3 Whipple, swap car, fuck this car. So if you took your injectors that were on bank one, passenger side, bank one is passenger side, and you swap them, one, two, three, four, to bank two and took bank two injectors and put them on bank one, and the lean condition followed it, get them shits cleaned up. It's a problem with that. Who makes the DD149? I forgot. PMAS. PMAS, PMAS, PMAS. I mean, PMAS makes the housing. All I need is the housing. Nick James. Nick James. I need a PMAS DD149 and filter, please. Nick James. I need a PMAS DD149 and filter, please. Let's get that shit going. Because I'm now tuning the car. The car is now tune ready. I have put three tunes in it. Just trying to hammer out the throttle calibration before I do Watt stuff. Turvy's neck tattoo says, Turvy, it's time for hash browns. Alex, giveaway slightly used JLT cold air intake signed. Oh, gosh, no. Alex, is it worth to swap my PMAS 120 on my Gen 2 to the fender wall intake? Would I need a retune? No retune needed? Yes, it's worth it. It's now sucking in air, not from the engine bay, but from a, a an area that's completely insulated from engine bay air. You're going to burn the JLT filter on the channel when you switch to PMAS? Uh, I just want the housing. I'm just going to cut the existing the existing tube that is JLT on it and shove a PMAS in it. Reason I'm not here as much is because of work, the balance, exactly. As a young guy with money, addiction, 40 hours isn't enough. Look, I work 40 hours at lunch. I work another 40 on my shit. My girlfriend hates me when I work overtime. Every time it comes up, even after working four 12s a week. She likes that money, though. Dealt with a tuner that wouldn't even let me purchase the services. Um, That's probably us. Uh, Clamps on JLT, acts like it's the Whipple. PVD was ignoring tunes and asking for bead-like color suggestions on Facebook. Stop. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I'm guilty of being a new customer. The shop I get worked on mentioned they worked with Lund and I told them to take my money. EPA cracking down on tuners? I don't know. Uh, someone said PBD had Facebook group full of a- angry customers waiting three weeks for a tune and, and they have called for PBD for revision. Therefore, they're coming to Lund. I got a mole who send me the screenshot. Of this. I mean, look, if other tuners are not doing their job, that, that will benefit. So the moment you come to Lund, it is different. Now, sometimes we get chippy. Of course. Because, you know, we need to have very a very good understanding of what's happening with the vehicle. I got three or four swap guys right now that have absolutely immaculate swaps. Beautiful Gen 2, Gen 3 swaps on beautiful F100s, Broncos. But then I see the order come through, and guess what I see? I got 456 gears and a 6R80. And a, and a, and a 6R state, as, uh, what is it called? Uh, a quick 6. I go, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 456s? You know that first gear on a 6R80 is a 410, right? 
yeah, is that going to be a problem? I'm like, <laughs> like, no, if you want it to like shift instantly, hell, just have it launch in second. And the quick six, does that mean you have a manual PCM or a auto PCM? Well, I got an auto PCM. So why'd you buy a quick six? See, they're not aware that you don't need a quick six or any aftermarket controller to control a factory six or 80. So that's the, that's the communication that we got to have with people where we have to be like, no. And sometimes they get mad because they think we're like yelling at them. And no, no, no. I'm just, we're trying to educate you. But at the same time, you got to understand, I have a huge list. I can't sit there and write you a fucking novel. Maybe I should have chat GPT do everything. Chat GPT should be able to just answer all your questions. We need a plugin for chat GPT when someone really likes novels read to them. Like one guy was like, should I just flash the tune first or log a stock car first? I go, why would I need a log of a stock car? It's stock. So it's going to log the, the way forward. Like, okay, is there a problem with the car? No, there's no problem with the car. But I would think any competent tuner would want to see the car running before. What the fuck do I need? Get? Your shit's fucked up before. It's going to be fucked up after. Tunes don't fix like valves jacked up. Pistons cracked. Um, Alex, have you ever seen another company anytime totally take over like ESS? Not in my years of coyote tuning. Uh-uh. I'll give an example. Nardi. Hey, said, hey, Alex. I legit have like 40 ESS tunes. You don't understand, guys. Let's say in uh, a one week, we do something like... 250 new tunes. New, new, new. Not revisions. Revisions are like triple that. But we do 250 new tunes. A little over half are ESS tunes. That blows my mind. Number one, you guys are shipping that many blowers? You have them in stock? Look at Puro Pinche Pure B50 Power. What's up, brother? You have that many in stock that you're shipping out. People are in, I mean, that's a warehouse full of G3s, G2s, intercoolers, couplings, like everything. And I go, you sons of bitches got that many? Yes. So they talk about planning. You want to talk about a company that planned and said, when we hit it, this bitch is going Full throttle. The moment we start producing, gen, you know, Gen two and Gen three blowers for Mustang, we are gonna pedal to the floor and get after it. That means they had to have pre-ordered all this stuff, had it staged and ready, and then they strategically gave away kits or provided kits at a discount to influential people. But the kids had to perform, and oh boy, did they perform! And Everyone bought them up. They're easy to install. They're lightweight. They make power. Like rendering Vortec and Paxton and Pro Charger, no offense to them. I don't see any of that shit come across my shit, bro. When I see a Pro Charger tune, I go, bro, y'all still in business? Y'all okay? You good? You good? I like, you guys need like a GoFundMe or something? Because I'm telling you, these motherfuckers are killing it in the Mustang game. Hit the like button for people that speak facts. Thank you. Now we need the F-150 ESS. Yes, ESS. ESS. Just like I started yelling PO315, we need 
Well, okay. This is the problem with trucks, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to tell you why ESS might have issues with trucks. The weight of the truck needs torque. Unless their kits somehow produce torque at 2,000 RPMs, people are always going to prefer the Whipple because it's a positive displacement and gets the truck moving. Alex, your math is bad. I watched several of your videos working on your cars for this channel, and you're currently working right now 45 hours my ass. <laughs> I mean, for Lund. For Lund, I work 40, 45 hours. For myself, double that. Like, I, I, I social media manage, post, upload on Podbean, Spotify, make an MP3 version of that, post on, I mean, I, I work every other hour that I'm awake, I'm working. Uh, after after work, um, I asked Chat GBT who would be the best company to tune my 17 Mustang T and recommended Lund. Nice. I hate when I order something for the car and the place advertises that they have it in stock, but they don't. The new wave of VSS will be when the F150 kit hits. Omar One LE. Okay, so ESS. I am not opposed to buying a quad cab like Super Crew. Not a not a RCSB. Fuck. RCSBs. They just drive like shit. Yes, they're light. They drive like shit. I wouldn't be opposed, but the problem is I don't want to support Ford anymore. And 10R80 is just not my shit. But man, you guys got to get that sucker out there. And it has to perform. Just like on Mustang with Valley 10 Speed, me and others that just put it on their cars and they perform. I can't wait. I am hoping Valley 10 Speed becomes the first 8 second ESS streetcar. That would be so freaking legit. So freaking legit. I need to get a tune for my 2330 Whipple F-150. Come over, brother. We have a tune that is so vetted, drives good, shifts good. We have a tune that's so good on F-150s that other OEM guys are going, what are you guys doing in the tune that is making the shifts that much better? But what about the Torque Storm? Look. Torque Storm to me, they might perform well, but unless they can, unless they can manage it like ESS did, I'm saying deliver, power, ease of install. It has to have an insanely easy bracket to install. It has to be lightweight. It's got to make all the right sounds. It has to tune well, and it has to be repeatable in order for the Torque Storm to do anything like ESS did. Still looking for a fast ESS to race in SoCal. What about, oh no, Valley's in Arizona or he's in NorCal. I don't know. General ones are so much better looking than the Camry looking S550s at Agent Orange says Leo99GT. Hey Alex, so you're telling me that ESS is not 80 weeks behind? No, they're not 80 weeks behind. They're actually, I mean, could you imagine, <clears throat> could you imagine that you stop getting shipments from China because of COVID. And then suddenly you can't get products out. And I go, wait, wait, wait. Oh, and by the way, shout out to the people. That selling point is that it's made in USA. At this point, motherfuckers will buy 16 ratchets from Harbor Freight. <laughs> They'll buy 16 three-eighths ratchets from Harbor Freight than one three-eighths snap-on ratchet. It, and the ratchet 
performs the same. This is now the new world. The thing is that the ESS is made in Germany, if I'm not mistaken, and other manufacturers are going, well, yeah, ESS, whatever, if you want to get the cheaper kit, but this one's made in USA. And then when you go to change the belt, you got to take out the shroud on the bottom. You got to take out wheels. You got to take out, you got to get it from the bottom. You got to jack the car up. So on an ESS kit, probably takes you, I don't know, five to 10 minutes to change a belt. On a Vortec, from the bottom, so that means you need a $4,000 lift and a $5,000 a month building to put that lift in to change a belt. <laughs> from the bottom, from the bottom, he said. Bro, fuck out of here. Made in USA with global materials. You smell so good. How's the relationship with the supplier? That's very good. Hey, would you blow me? That's good. And so is Louis A. How is your relationship with your supplier? And only those that know about the dating channel know about that. Made in USA with Chinese steel. You smell so very good and slow. Snap-on lifetime warranty. Snap-on ratchets are way better. Okay, that's fine. But you're still going to Harbor Freight, pendejo, ¿verdad? You're still going to Harbor Freight. Like, it's Saturday. It's 12. You need to loosen up some shit. And your 3 8 ratchet just took a shit. Are you going to wait for the snap-on truck on Monday? You're going to go to Harbor Freight and grab that $12 wrench. <clears throat> JD was regular gas worth it over there. Have you seen the SF50? I'm turbo for life after having both Sentry and Turbo. But if ESS was out for S197, I would have gone that route over my Paxton. <clears throat> so, 187? Is it a liter or is it a gallon? JD Swag. See, JD Swag... Mandip Singh. He uh, owns a gas station. I think he has a shell. At 3,200 pounds, I'll take ugly. Okay. Theo Alex dropping the thumbs up, catching you later. Thank you, Jose Tamayo. Um, I hate to say it. I broke a Harbor Freight extractor in my MFP crank support. You're trying to extract a bolt with not just Chinese steel. Like, what's the poorest section of China? Like, Detroit. <laughs> Like Detroit here. Like, where's one of those fucking towns that sounds like Klingon? Romulus. <laughs> like Romulus, Michigan. <clears throat> Shit ass. What are you talking about? It's nice over here. Uh, 178, last time I checked. Okay, my Snap-on guy would meet me whenever I called, but I always paid him cash. Hey, yo. You can buy 10 Harbor Freight ratchets and warranty all of them. Snap-off will come... Well, complain if you misused it. <clears throat> complain. Complain. <laughs> you know complain is one word, right? And it's not complain. <laughs> C-O-M-E-P-L-A-I-N. He will complain. That's why I was like, snap, snap off will complain if you misused it. Miss you. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this <laughs> man goes deep. <clears throat> oh, man. Uh, poor section of China. China? <laughs> That's Charlie Murphy skit right there. ESS kits are made in Cardassia. We call them Romulans. Exactly. Pookieville. Do you ever have problems with peeps in your complex complaining about your cars? Old lady just got kicked out my comp. Old lady just got kicked out my complex for harassing me about working on my cars. No. 
Everyone in the complex is a fan. Everyone goes, damn, that bitch sound good. Have you heard my GT500 the other day? I posted it up on Instagram. That bitch sounds so good. I'm telling you, bro, the GT500 makes all the right sounds. Oh, baby. Oh. Guys, I didn't do shit to the tune to make it chop like that. It just chopped like that. Man, that 12 to 1 compression, bro. That 12 to 1 compression uh, coming out the asshole. Mmm. Oh, bro. That Magnaflow Adult Series. It's serious, bro. It's a problem. It chops so fucking good. And it chops all the way to 1700 RPM. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't just go. Brat, 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 boom, boop. Mm-mm. It goes. Brat, 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 boom. And it chops on the way down. It goes. It's good shit. It, it, Keith Ray, Keith Ray, you done good. You done good. Dabby, Dabby sounds so good. Oh, bro. The two inch primaries, the Magnaflow Adult Series. Bro, come on, Carlito. It wasn't even turned on. Oh, bro. Oh, fuck. I'll make that my fucking... I'm going to make that my... my um. I'm going to make that my uh, text notification. Oh, what's that? Fucking section hate, motherfucker. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Bitch, he's slapping. Alex, you need to make a YWT dictionary... What? Dictionary <laughs> for the channel. They like... They like him because he's got the calves. Caleb says, Alice, can you add more timing? Running 12 PSI pump gas built motor? Nope. Nope. 12 PSI pump gas. You want to blow it up. You're already on the edge, bro. Especially if it's a high compression. It sounds so very good. Uh, says I'm not serious. Oh, gotcha. Coming out the ass, though. Ah, pork. Uh, Keith Ray's the man. Hell yeah, sounds so good. Very choppy. Keith Ray's that guy. He's that guy. Is that Deep Impact Blue or, Deep Impact Blue or Ruby Red? Okay, so... Someone the other day sent me a a night of 2013. Now, I was really rooting for Ruby Red. But the more I look at how much they pop, I think the candy red tinted 2013 color is probably better. Ruby Red is beautiful when it's shined up. But the problem is, if it's a little dirty... It looks kind of like a matte finish. My blue GT500 has that candy deep impact clear coat. And I'm telling you, even dirty, that bitch looks super. Because it's not. It's not super clean right now. It's kind of dirty. Do I have a can't help in here? Do I have a can't help? Do I something to bitch? Not that guy. Hearsay, stupid. Hearsay. I got hearsay? Objection, your honor. Hearsay. Okay. It's stupid. Too high. Trumpet. Diarrhea. I have diarrhea? <laughs> I do have diarrhea. Where's a... I can't walk. I can't hump. Carlitos way, is it? Uh, Indian? Raptor? Raptor? I got Raptor? Uh, ain't no regular F1 yeah. beat. This a fucking yeah. Raptor. Indian song. Eating? Because I'm trifling. 40 Glock. 
must be loud as hell over there. Uh, Dem Guts? Okay, where's a... Uh, I could have sworn I had... Fucking diapers. Gotta leave I can't walk. I can't hump. You know, I can't find it now. Lightning, Indian song. Fucking stunna. Dem Guts. Do it live. Slurping. Four doors, more whores. <laughs> Your username on TikTok was four doors, more whores? Yes. <laughs> Rittenhouse. The original Fafo. Do it in a small town type shit. Uh, too high power diarrhea. Bye bye. We suck. Son of a bitch. Hearsay. Stupid. To this day. Man screaming. R2D2. Danger zone. Nothing is over. Heavy duty. I got heavy duty. I got heavy duty. Oh, oh yeah. Heavy duty. Damn. I, I thought heavy I had duty. it. I thought I had it. Race red looks great. I, I loved the red car. Shout out to the red car. But that 2013 color. If I'm going to buy another S197. Is probably gonna be that color because it that bitch pops. Deep Impact Blue and Ruby Red are both beautiful colors with a shiny wheel. They both pop. Oh, bro, is it true? Race Red looks good when I don't wash it for a month or two. It does. Uh, it wasn't even turned on. Maybe that's it. Ah, oh, bro, I can't find it. Okay, you got. I remember. Okay, we got five minutes left. I'll just go through this ship. Not that guy. Nine five six. What up, Pinchin? Nine five six. We suck. Too high power. Oh, I still got. Take this, this out, fool. Okay, you coming that? a little too high? Oh, no, no, no. I got a trumpet. No, I don't have a trumpet. Son of a bitch, slurping. Do it live. Four doors, more horse. Trump. Trump? Oh, that's not Trump. Thinking? Thinking? Oh, that's something else. Bolivian? Bolivian? Where do you go from here, Mike? I don't know, man. I might get fade into Bolivian, you know what I mean? Um... <laughs> oh, that's great. Baby crying, applause, lightning, Indian rap song, eating, eating, abortion song. Oh, fuck. That brings that good memories, man. The abortion song? Good stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's go. I'm BDF, nigga, baby, daddy free. That me, I ain't got a nigga, baby, coming out of me. So I'm A B O R T I N G on my way to the clinic. I forgot the plan B. Let's go. Man, that thing slaps. Too bad it's about killing babies, huh? Uh, <laughs> Suge Knight, diapers, diapers, here it is. Look what I got fucking go around with. Fucking diapers, man. I got fucking diapers. I shit my pants every day. I, I can't, can't walk. I can't I get home. You know? No. Then he says, and go ahead and kill me, you cocksucker. Oh, I love that fucking movie, Carlitos Way. Man, play them all, he says. Red Candy Metallic was a very rare color. Yes, 2013. Caught the stream late. I'll have to catch up later. My favorite is blowing the Corvettes off in the weeds. Wait a minute. Are you saying that you don't think... Uh, um. You don't think that uh, Mr. Shelby's crazy rants were just as good? He's nuts. The best vehicle I ever owned was an automatic 65 twin supercharged Cobra. I could stroke your dick while going 200 <laughs> miles per hour. No problem. <laughs> Whoa, Mr. Shelby. The Dodge years were rough. It's either build Dodge GLH on me's or sell my booty hole for 20 bucks a pop. Wow. Okay. Do you know what else I was blowing <laughs> off in the weeds? Your dad. Whoa. Man, I could go for tall glass of Mexican dick right now. <laughs> I mean, nuts. Really. <laughs> JJ DeBoss got involved in this shit, too. <laughs> Whenever I jerk off, I think of that one time a Big Chief bent over to adjust his wheelie bar, and I saw a little bit of his ass crack. Man, if that bull ever let me ride his junk, <laughs> he'd never know. Uh, but... You tell him, JJ. Now, looky here. These be them rules for the race. Number one, jump. 
and I eat your ass. Number two, the chase is anal sex. And three, if you jump, we come in your booty hole. Who, who, who's Horatia, how about this bet? If I win, I suck your dick. If I lose, I suck your dick twice. You got, you know, that's the best way to race, to have really high stakes going at it. P1SC, around three, kit for 16. GT, 6R80. I would never, ever in my life be caught dead asking you to get yourself a pro charger. So get... <laughs> So get yourself an on three kit. Put it on three times. And after the third time, bitch is going to roll. Canelo, you want Canelo? Let's play Canelo because we love He's about to fight soon. Get the fuck out of here because I'm, I'm going to fuck you up. Right <laughs> I will pay someone to use the AI voice, AI voice to use Miss Shelby's voice over the abortion song. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we need. Okay, so you need me to have the Shelby voice sing this. The whole song is good. Like, the cadence, the beat, and the drop? Son. Too bad it's about killing babies. Let's go. I'm BDF, nigga, baby, daddy free. That me, I ain't got a nigga, baby, coming out of me. So I'm A-B-O-R-T-I-N-G. On my way to the clinic, I forgot the plan B. Let's go. Oh, poor babies. I mean, look. If babies had to die to make a beat like that, Oh, good stuff. Mr. Shelby knew how to keep Shelby owners satisfied. Yeah. See, the thing is about Shelby is he really knew what the customer wanted. <laughs> the only Shelby truck I had anything to do with was the Dodge Shelby Durango in Dakota. Those are more Shelby than any F-150 pieces. Uh, it, Man, wow. every time I see my signature on shit like suitcases and cereal <laughs> boxes and chili, it makes me think, why didn't I marry my college boy? See, he says boyfriend. College boyfriend. There you go. I don't know why it cuts off boyfriend. College boyfriend. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's going on, College Shelby? boyfriend. Whoa, Mr. Shelby, you are crazy. All right, guys. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. Um, So we talked. <laughs> I don't know what we talked about today. We talked about everything. The chick that ripped your dick needs a parody 9F of that song. Now, she's out eating guys in a Hellcat. Because I'm trifling. 40 Glock on my nightstand. Roll up his backwood before he put that pipe in. Bitch, I'm busting jewels. some nasty shit out there all right i thought roxanne roxanne was a bad song this thing like blows it out of the water all right guys i'm gonna get out of here um i'll be back on tomorrow this is why i got some stuff going on i gotta get some dental work which sucks um thursday so thursday i'll be out of commission i'll probably be out of commission for a couple of days meaning in terms of talking because i'll probably be swollen and super jacked up so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be on tomorrow and do YDBT Daily tomorrow because Thursday, I'm going to be out of commission. <clears throat> so if you receive a tune from me Friday, it might be for a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> like if you're like, hey, Alex, uh, what the fuck? This thing doesn't, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm high on Vicodin and everything. So I'm going to be super jacked up. So if you receive a tune from me Friday, your car's probably going to blow up. So not my, not my fault. It's, you know, I got to get to work even though I'm high as fuck, but no, seriously, I got some work going on, some dental work going on and uh, I'm going to get all that taken care of tomorrow, um, Thursday. <clears throat> so I'll be back on tomorrow. We'll hang out tomorrow, eight o'clock PM, talk some shit for a little bit, for an hour and a half before I'm be back on Sunday. So hopefully by between the time of Thursday to Sunday, I'll be back on to Hopefully talk in, in a certain capacity, even if my freaking jaw is totally wired shut. All right, guys, I'm out of here. See you guys tomorrow. Again, tomorrow, not Thursday, tomorrow, 
8 p.m. Wednesday. Talk some shit on YDBT Daily for an hour and a half. Have a good rest of your Tuesday. See you guys tomorrow. Bye.